welcome to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for returning again for another episode. I am going to take just a second at the beginning today um, to thank everybody out there that reached out to me and made sure I was doing okay with the passing of my dad a couple of weeks ago. Um, I truly appreciate everyone's concern and thoughtfulness and all of those things. Um, I am doing okay Uh, every day is a little bit different still, but I am working through it. So today's topic is alcohol and weight loss. And I decided to do this because a while back, I did a three part series on macronutrients. So episode 38, 39 and 40 covered the three main macronutrients in um, our diet, which are protein, carbohydrates and fats. And by the way, that protein episode is the most listened episode of all time that I've put out among all the other things. So I know really that tells me that you guys want to know more about nutrition and eating well. Um, But there technically is a fourth macronutrient in the nutrition world. Um, It's just not talked about much because it doesn't give anything to our body and nothing positive comes of consuming it and it's best avoided. And this is alcohol. But I also realize that alcohol is a big part of at least the American culture. And definitely, I mean, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it's a big drinking city. I mean, we have more bars per capita than like most places in the country. And I definitely feel like everything that you get invited to has alcohol at it, like even baby showers and just every gathering. Um, It's hard to avoid. And man, I really know that it's hard to avoid for people that are in recovery and how difficult it is to find events to go to that don't have alcohol at them. But, you know, when people are working on weight loss, they always ask, can I drink? is it possible to consume alcohol and still lose weight? And so I'm going to answer that question today. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. So really to understand um, what role alcohol plays in your body and in your weight loss or health journey, you first need to understand what alcohol is exactly and how your body reacts to it. So At a very basic level, alcohol is ethanol. Ethanol is the main ingredient in the gasoline that fuels your car. So alcohol is ethanol. Ethanol also plays a role in gasoline. So at a bare minimum basic level, that kind of makes me cringe when I think about it that way. Um, Not to say that you're drinking gasoline, but... It is the same ingredient. Now, 
Alcohol is toxic to the body in any dose, but it doesn't particularly pose a lethal threat in small controlled amounts. And so when we're talking about alcohol and the way that I'll talk about it in this episode is really in limited amounts. I'm not going to go deep into how alcohol is addictive or, um, you know, the side effects of alcohol or anything like that. I really want to stick to its role in somebody's life when they are in a weight loss or kind of health journey and what they should know about alcohol. So when we talk weight loss at a very basic level, it's really can be looked at as simple as calories in versus calories out. And if we look at alcohol in a very simplistic way, if an alcoholic drink fits into your calorie count for the day, it really shouldn't affect your weight loss too much. But there are a few caveats to this, of course, as I'm sure you expected. And the first is that most people don't understand or don't know how many calories should come or do come in one standard drink. And I really emphasize the word standard because it's rare that I see a standard pour happen anywhere, um, even inside people's homes. So this obviously varies from the type of alcohol and how the drink is made. But the interesting thing is there's no requirements for alcohol companies to actually state how many calories are in their drinks or any nutrition information for that fact. So you'll really only typically find a calorie count on a drink if that drink advertises themselves as a low calorie option or so they'll use that as a tool for marketing like, hey, this drink is only 100 calories. But if there are drinks that are much higher in calories, especially like different beers, I mean, there's all different kinds of brews now where the, you know, the alcohol percentage can go from five up to like nine percent. And um, there's no regulation. There's no no rule that says you have to tell people how many calories are in your drinks. So it's hard to really know. Um for comparison purposes, let's just talk about a Miller Lite or a typical any light beer. There's about 96 calories in a generally in a light beer. And this compares to eating like an apple. An apple is 95 calories. So if we're looking at just the number of calories, you could think those are sort of equivalent. Obviously, they're not equivalent nutrition-wise, but calorie-wise, right? Um, but think of a drink like a margarita on the rocks. If it's made with a standard pour, it's probably around 275 calories, could even be up to 300 calories. And that could be like a small meal for some people. So if we look at that, if you have like a margarita, okay, but what if you have two or three over the night? You're looking at close to 900 calories, and that might be half of the calories you really should be consuming for the day that you're getting in a short amount of time just in alcohol. Um, so at a baseline level, if you plan to have a drink and still lose weight, you'll want to start with your calorie count, knowing where what your calorie goal is for the day. Um, and picking something, a type of drink that fits within your allotted calories for that day. And when you know you plan to have a drink, say with dinner, 
you also need to plan for that earlier in the day and eat a little less to make up for the calories that you'll drink later. Um, It can be a really simple switch, right? Like, okay, I know I'm going to have a light beer later. It's about 100 calories. I'll skip eating whatever would be 100 calories. Um, And ideally, the switch would be with something less nutritious. So I wouldn't say skip eating your apple so that you can drink a beer, but maybe skip eating, you know, your piece of white bread so you can drink a beer. Um, But you need to make sure that the switch is worth making, right? Um, So that's like basic calorie level. Now, if we dig a little deeper beyond calorie counts, obviously, we need to remember that alcohol has no nutritious value whatsoever. In fact, it is toxic to our bodies. So when choosing to have a drink instead of, say, your snack for the day or whatever you're swapping it out for, realize that, number one, it's likely you're going to feel hungry, right? Because your body is getting less of what it truly needs on a micronutrient level and, well, technically a macronutrient level too, depending on what switch you make. But micronutrients are things like vitamins and minerals and all of those things that make up the macronutrients that we eat. So taking in less to allow for a drink in the evening can throw off your overall feeling of fullness and wellness during that day and into the next day. Um, So just kind of keeping that in mind. But let's get back to the toxicity of alcohol, because this is actually really important for you to know how your body reacts when you put alcohol into your body. Now, because alcohol is toxic to humans, when it enters your body, the only thing your body is focusing on is getting it out. So this means that really all your other processes in your body slow down or stop to try to get the blood, um, the blood alcohol content back to zero. So one thing that happens is you actually stop processing your food to allow your body's efforts to go toward cleaning the alcohol out of your blood. So on a caloric level, it can seem like a simple swap, like 100 calories for 100 calories. But in reality, your metabolism actually slows down quite a bit while alcohol is in your bloodstream, which means whatever you were processing in your gut has now slowed down or nearly stopped. And whatever is sitting in there is going to be either just sitting and waiting or absorbed into extra fat in the body. So if you choose to have multiple drinks, this means that your nutrient processing system can be stalled for hours and hours until all of that alcohol gets out of your blood, which will have a significant impact on your general health and your weight loss goals. And so you hear like that term like beer belly or whatever, you know, when someone has like a very large abdomen and There's actually some studies and and truth behind that, that people that, I guess it wouldn't just be beer, but people that consume multiple, you know, alcoholic drinks a day and they're eating um, during that time, especially that all of that gets really just kind of turned into that abdominal fat. Um, So definitely when you're drinking, everything else slows down. And that doesn't just mean like, your uh, your gut and things like that, but um, you know, just your basic functions, which is also why reaction time is slower and all of those things too. Um, again, I'm not going to get too deep into that. 
The only thing that does end up kind of speeding up or working overtime is your kidneys. And that's because they're trying to filter out um, all of that toxicity in your body, which is why you tend to go to the bathroom a lot as well. Um, Now, beyond that, let's talk decision making. So if you've had a drink or two before, you know that you can lower your inhibitions or it lowers your inhibitions, which leads to making decisions you likely wouldn't make if you weren't drinking or easier to make decisions um, than if you weren't. And most people will tend to make different food decisions after drinking than if they weren't. So this includes, um, and there's actually studies that are that are behind this, that People that are drinking will tend to pick foods higher in both calorie content and fat content, and they'll eat larger portions than they normally would. So remember, your body won't be processing these foods for quite a while, meaning that you're eating larger portions of higher calories and fat-dense food, and all that's just going to sit in your gut while your body is detoxifying your blood, which will then turn it into fat. Um, Also, your decision to stop drinking. You know, if you say you're only going to have one drink, that may be affected as well. So you may go out with the intent to have only one drink, but then your inhibitions are lowered and social pressure obviously increases, especially as everybody's drinking and it becomes this like social thing. Um, You're more likely to choose to drink more than your original plan as well. Um, So it's like all of these things that kind of pile on top of each other, right? So if you look at it as simple as like a calorie for calorie swap, uh, yes and no. I mean, if you're having one drink once in a while, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But if you're having multiple drinks, it's really not a calorie for calorie swap at that point because of all the other things that go on to in your body while that alcohol is being processed through your body. So there's really a lot more decision-making and things going on when you choose to have a drink than on the surface you might think, right? But if we circle back to that question at the beginning of the episode, can I drink alcohol and still lose weight? I suppose on, again, a general level, yes, you can, However, there are some recommendations that I would personally make both as your nutrition coach and some things that I've started to incorporate into my life as well for when I choose to have a drink if I choose to do so. So first is you're going to choose a lower calorie drink and know what the standard serving size is. So for wine, for a glass of wine, a standard pour is five ounces. Now, I don't know if I've ever seen a five ounce glass of wine poured unless it was the bottom of the bottle and someone was finishing it up, right? Um, So that's something to think about because you can look up, right? Like you can, obviously you can Google everything's on the internet now. So I can just Google like how many calories in a, a Pinot Noir, right? In a glass of Pinot Noir. Well, the, the calories that you're going to get is based on a five ounce pour, most restaurants do more than a five ounce pour at this point. Um, So if you're at home and you can measure that, that's great if you're having that drink at home. But if you're going out, right, then it's a little bit more out of your control. Measure out 
what you're having so that you know what you're taking in. So, you know, if you're making yourself a mixed drink using that shot glass for the hard liquor, and it's funny because I know I've, I see this when I'm out is you'll order a drink and the bartender will use the shot glass and pour it into the shot glass. And when the shot glass is full, they dump it, but the liquor bottle is still pouring a little bit, right? So you're getting like one and a half more so than just one. So you're, you know, 105 calorie shot of tequila has now turned into 150 calorie shot of tequila plus whatever you're mixing into it. So if you're picking that mixer, picking a mixer that is just like a seltzer water, right? Like something that is literally zero calories um, is a better choice than say like a soda or a juice or something like that. So number one, you're choosing a lower calorie drink and watching the standard serving. Obviously, if you want to just keep it super simple, a light beer or, you know, like a seltzer, a hard seltzer. Now they all I feel like are around 100 calories is like a safe way to go. Um, second, one drink, one drink once, maybe twice a week is your limit. If you're in a weight loss, um, part of your life right now, if you're truly trying to lose weight, drinking every night, even if it's one drink a night will completely sabotage your progress. I promise it will. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. And actually just today I was talking with a friend who said, you know, she's lost like 20 pounds over the last few months and done it on her own. But the biggest thing she did was she stopped drinking and the weight just kind of fell off because she was definitely someone that wasn't like drinking a lot, but was drinking most nights of the week, you know, one glass of wine, maybe two glasses of wine. Um, and it really, really adds up if you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, which is what you need to be in to lose weight, alcohol is not going to help you with that. So if you're going to drink while you're trying to lose weight, one drink once or twice a week at the most. Um, and then third, I would say to number one, make sure you're drinking lots of water, uh, that will help your, actually your blood alcohol content. So um, this is kind of why also why men can drink more than women and have less effect on their blood alcohol. And that's just because typically the male body is bigger than the female body, not always, but um, the bigger the body, the more water you have in there and the less um, the less your blood alcohol content will spike with one drink. So making sure that you drink lots of water during the day and that you're sticking to your meal plan for as much of the day as possible. So if you know you're going to have a drink at night, just sticking 100% to your nutrition plan, whatever it is, whether you're a calorie counter or you're on some kind of program or whatever it is. So like, don't throw away the whole day just because you know you're going to have a drink or maybe two or more that evening. Like if you're like, I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to be out for like six hours. I'm definitely having more than one drink. You know, maybe you're going to a wedding or something like that really, really do your best to stick to what you can during the day as far as intake of food and water, keeping it top notch as long as you possibly can for the day. Um, you know, I think people will tend to say, oh, I know I'm having my whatever. Some people say like a cheat meal or whatever. I'm going out tonight and I know I'm not going to be following my nutrition plan. So I'll just forget it the rest of the day. Well, don't do that. Don't sabotage your whole day just because your evening might be off. So um, that's 
kind of my my three basic guidelines is number one, choosing a lower calorie drink and making sure you're getting a standard pour or giving yourself a standard pour so you know exactly what you're getting. Number two, one drink once, maybe twice a week if you're serious about your weight loss. And number three, the day that you do plan to have a drink or if it's more, either way, lots and lots of water and stick to your meal plan or your nutrition plan as much as you can for as much of the day as possible to set you up for the best success. So that is my my uh, little two cents on the fourth macronutrient, which is alcohol. Um, you know, it is something that in most cultures is unavoidable, but it's also can be it also can be very easy to cut back on or say no to under the right circumstances. So I definitely don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying it's impossible not to drink because it's totally not impossible not to drink. You can easily get non-alcoholic choices. You can get fancy mocktails, um, you know, all kinds of, you have all kinds of other options that you can choose besides alcohol. But I know that it's also something that some people don't want to give up 100%. And you don't necessarily need to give it up 100% if you're trying to lose weight. But definitely sticking to that one drink, standard pour, know what you're getting once a week, maybe twice a week at the most, and avoiding that like nightly drinking session because also all of this falls into just a total feeling of well-being and health. And if you're someone that's trying to lose weight, chances are you're trying to exercise, you're watching what you eat, maybe you're trying to move more, um, get better sleep. I mean, I didn't even go into, um, maybe I should have, that alcohol affects your sleep. And if your sleep is affected, your weight loss is definitely affected, right? Like if you're not sleeping well and you're groggy all day, you're more likely to splurge on sugar and, and carbohydrates to keep spiking your blood sugar and wake you up. Um so that's a big part of it too. And you're going to not sleep well when you drink. I don't know. You all probably know this if you've even had one drink. Sometimes I'll have a glass of wine and I sleep terrible just after one glass of wine. And it just kind of reminds me like why I don't want to do that, especially during the week when I have to get up early and, and I want to work out in the morning, right? And you sleep kind of crummy and then you don't want to work out. So it, it really can affect, it cause like a chain reaction of lack of sleep poor energy, higher stress levels, you know, binging on food then during the day, those those high sugar foods or high carb foods because you're so tired. Um, so really, if you're trying to lose weight, avoiding alcohol is obviously the best. If you're not going to avoid it, plan your alcohol or your drink um, to have, you know, on an evening before, probably not before, like a really busy work day or a really early morning as well. I mean, that can be helpful too to kind of plan it out, um, maybe on a day where you can take it a little easier the next day. But that is my suggestion for incorporating alcohol into your weight loss plan. It can be done if it is done the right way. I hope this was a helpful episode for you. Um, I think that next week I'll get back to some mindset practices because it's been a couple of weeks since we have 
talked about any mindset. Um, If there's anything specific you want to know about, please reach out to me. Um, If you liked this episode and you think that it would help others, if you could share it on social media, that would be great. You can just hit that little box with the arrow and click share and put it on Facebook or Instagram, tag me in it. I would love to see um, who is sharing what episode and how you're feeling about it. So thank you again for tuning in and I cannot wait to be back next week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.